Hey, before we start this episode, I want to tell you about this new challenge that we have coming up within the society. So the Relationships Refresh Challenge is a 15-day challenge where you'll learn how to heal, repair, and maintain healthy relationships with yourself, business, friendships, food, body, and so much more. The challenge features a food fast on the first and last day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. We have speakers, prayer calls, daily devotionals, Bible studies, access to so many classes that we've done over the years in the society and so, so, so much more. I really want you to be a part of this if you just feel like you need that refresh, that mid-year reset as it relates to your relationships. Now, we're not just talking about romantic relationships. We're talking about relationships across the board. So again, we have Blessed and Bossed Up Fave, Gabrielle Sherry, who's going to be talking about reestablishing your relationship with your food. Prophetess Taya Lofty, who's on this episode right here, is going to pray for us. And if you guys know how she is, (laughs) it's going to be a lot more than prayer happening on that call just for us to get that reset. We're going to talk about a refresh in your career your relationship with yourself. I'm going to be talking about how to build a community and build that impactful relationship with your customers. We're going to be talking about childhood trauma, breaking soul ties, how to avoid self-sabotage, literally so much. And so again, we're not just talking about relationships with in the romantic sense, but really just allowing us to be relationally well across the board. So this is a free challenge happening within the society. If you go to blessedandbossedup.com slash challenge or click the link in the show notes, you'll be able to activate your free trial so that you can be able to participate at no charge. Of course, if we want you to stay in our community, but it's okay if you don't, we want you to still come and participate and get that reset that you need. So again, go to blessedandbossedup.com slash challenge or click the link in the show notes to register so that you can activate your free trial. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. All right, so let's pick up on the second part of this conversation. One of the things that just grieves my soul personally, one of those things that really just, uh, it kills me is to see people so easily manipulated in the in faith-based settings. Like mm. I've had dreams and I've told you about of like popular preachers. It was one dream. It was this real popular pastor, and I'm not even going to use gender specific anything because yeah, go ahead, baby. So this person was preparing for an event, and I saw this person with their associates behind the scenes, and they were like preparing food, and they were back there eating like raw chicken, and just raw. And I was looking like, and I walked in and I was, I was going to speak, but they kept ignoring me. And I'm like, I know they see me say right. And they were preparing this, um, just raw chicken seasoning in that joker up. They had all the seasonings. And it was, I was like, this is gross. Mm-hmm. I walked out from back there and I walk into where the, um, auditorium is where the people were there. 
and everybody it was physical bodies in there but they were all dead like mm -hmm. it was no souls left in these individuals and I was like and I remember calling you after and like and you know we talked it through but that I've had multiple dreams about people and it grieves me so much to see and I'm not talking about folks who just want to be pumped up like who they don't want to live right so they go to the places where right. they are just feeding the prosperity or they're feeding them the healing and the miracle signs and wonders because mm -hmm. they're attractive to them mm -hmm. I'm not talking about people who willingly stay in those spaces because they don't want accountability what breaks my heart is the people who simply don't know any better and mm -hmm. The people who are, who have those itching ears, who can't understand when God has left. Because I've been in physical like churches or whatever. And I'm like, y'all is really performing. The spirit of God ain't nowhere here. Like, and y'all cry. What is, what is this hoopla? How can you be in a space how could you be so foreign to the presence of God Yeah, that you can be in a space and, and be making all of this noise and not even realize he ain't there? How can you call yourself a follower of Christ and a Christian and you don't even know that your Lord and Savior isn't present? That life you work hard for what you want in life that, that, that your word is your bond that you do what you say you're gonna do that your word is your bond and you do what you say that you treat people with dignity and respect that you treat, 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 treat people with respect reach of your dream and your willingness to work hard the strength of your dream and your willingness to work for them all right so let's pick up on the second part of this conversation one of the things that just grieves my soul personally, one of those things that really just, uh, it kills me is to see people so easily manipulated in the in faith-based settings. Like mm. I've had dreams that I've told you about of like popular preachers. It was one dream. It was this real popular pastor. And I'm not even going to use gender specific anything because. Yeah, go ahead, baby. So this person was preparing for an event. And I saw this person with their associates behind the scenes and they were like preparing food and they were back there eating like raw chicken. And just raw. And I was looking like and I walked in and I was I was going to speak, but they kept ignoring me. And I'm like, I know they see me say right <laughs> And they were preparing this um, just raw chicken, seasoning that joker up. They had all the seasonings. And it was, I was like, this is gross. Mm -hmm. I walked out from back there and I walk into where the um, auditorium is, where the people were there. And everybody, it was physical bodies in there, but they were all dead. Like, mm -hmm. It was no souls left in these individuals. And I was like, and I remember calling you after and like, and, you know, we talked it through, but that I've had multiple dreams about people and it grieves me so much to see. And I'm not talking about folks who just want to be pumped up, like who they don't want to live right. So they go to the places where right. they are just feeding the 
prosperity or they're feeding them the healing and the miracle signs and wonders because mm -hmm. that's attractive to them. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about people who willingly stay in those spaces because they don't want accountability. What breaks my heart is the people who simply don't know any better. And mm -hmm. the people who are, who have those itching ears, who can't understand when God has left. Because I've been in physical like churches or whatever. And I'm like, y'all is really performing. The spirit of God ain't nowhere here. Like, and y'all cry. What is what is this hoopla? How can you be in a space? How could you be so foreign to the presence of God? Yeah. That you can be in a space and, and be making all of this noise and not even realize he ain't there. How can you call yourself a follower of Christ and a Christian and you don't even know that your Lord and Savior isn't present? That like you could tell I'm fired up talking about it because it bothers me so much. And it bothers me so much because there are so many people who, and leaders who simply do not take the level of responsibility of leading and developing. Mm -hmm. And it leaves us confused. It leaves people double-minded. It leaves people thinking that things are of God, but it's not because they don't know the difference. And so I really want to talk about, and again, my heart is for the person who mm -hmm. is not willing, a willing participant. They are just a victim. Mm. And it can, it can be so, it can be very easy. And I feel a lot of people, even when talking on this subject, we don't look at souls sometimes as victims. We go straight to, Y'all out here doing this, that, and the other. They don't know. Or yeah. uh, doing this or that. Like, we can get quick to get self-righteous and be like, well, yeah. no. Some yeah. people are just victims. Yeah. And I want to just educate on that. Like, understanding the difference between sound doctrine and true teaching so that people are actually growing in God and not just being hyped up and motivated. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that you said that um, because some people, you know, when we did episode one, where we were talking about until you kind of get acquainted with the voice of God, a relationship, okay, you won't know, right? You're a babe in Christ. You're a babe. And that's why God gave leaders, right? So that we could come into the unity of the faith, right? And so... God is get, wants to have leaders after his heart so that they can grow the people, right? Because we're all supposed to be coming into maturity in God. And so what you have is when you have that happening and you don't have like all of the fivefold gifts operating within a ministry, who is going to, let's, let me, let me, let's go through fivefold for a second. Okay, you have the teacher. They're supposed to teach the word of God so that people can get a better understanding of the word of God. You have the evangelist. An evangelist is not supposed to just be sitting in the church. They should be out getting souls to come to the church. Evangelist, teacher. Uh, pastors. Pastors are to care for the sheep. Okay, they're supposed to be caring for the sheep. They, they should be caring for the sheep. And like I said, a sheep, a, you know, look at David and the shepherd. It's a, it's a correlation there, you all, because what happened is 
David was tending to the sheep. So when the bear came, <laughs> when these things came to take the sheep away, right? David was keeping the sheep. Like, no, no, come back here. Like, don't go over there. That's false doctrine, you know, because we should be, we should be off of, the, well, let me give you, let me, let me, we should be off of the milk. That's why I said babes. They don't know. And some people are just being, it's almost like they are just, they are an aftermath of, of the destruction, i.e. Jim Jones and even more, you know, of this. And so when you, when you don't have somebody who has a true shepherd's heart, that's when you're going to have some issues and people are being, have been so, some of you all have been so damaged. And my prayer is that the Lord restore you all. Hallelujah. That you're restored first back to him, your first love. I pray that you're restored and that you can find somewhere where the Lord can plant you that will, so that you can flourish Hallelujah, that you can flourish and be nurtured. Look, God loves the church, the true church. There's only one true church. And one way, and when you were talking about that, Tatum, it reminded me of the seven churches where they were just, um, you know, people just doing stuff. They're gathering, they're doing, but God's nowhere in it, you know, and, and it's it's religion. It's, it's uh, uh, somebody says Pharisees and Sadducees. Absolutely. And let me get to the prophet. The prophet is going to say, hey, something's off. You know, the pastor is not going to see everything. He's not. He's he's tending to the sheep. He thinks everybody is a-okay. <laughs> but that's the eyes of a... That is the eyes of the pastor. But a prophet is going to say, wait a minute. Something's wrong, you know. Call a fast. Call a fast. Let's let the let the people fast and pray. You know what I mean? So, and then apostles, apostles aren't well, there are some apostles who had churches, so I won't say speak to that part. Um, you can operate in more than one gift. I'm not saying that, because you can, all right. But apostles in in biblical, you saw them going around planting churches. Okay, they were planting churches. And making sure that, you know, their things are in order in the churches. All right. So and we know that the church was built. Well, now everybody knows. So let me not say it like that. The church was built on the apostles and the prophets. And that's why prophets are important, because that's what the Lord built the church upon, the apostles and the prophets. So the fivefold has its place, but they should know their place. And you have a lot of leaders who don't, you know, not a lot. You have, well, you do. You have a lot of leaders that they, they have no clue, you know, and, you know, I, I just thank God that I'm, I'm so, I'm sound enough in the word that I know when someone's lying, you know, that it's like, no, you're lying, you know, or God will give you a dream. You know, because people do come and seducing spirits. That's why I said, what shall separate you from the love of God? Because is it going to, you're going to let an angel, you know, that's really a demon. I'm going to talk about it today. Because no angel should be coming to you talking about, follow me. That's a demon. Y'all know a third of the angels fail? Okay. So they're no longer angels. They're demons. Demons are real. 
Satan is real. Lucifer is real. Satan, i.e. Lucifer. He's real. Hell is real. So I want to, I want to talk because if you got, listen, you, you need, you need a place that's teaching you some sound doctrine. You do, you do. You need a place that's teaching you some sound doctrine. Everything is, you know, the word itself is prophetic. So everything don't have to be a prophecy. Sit down and listen to the word. <laughs> Sit down and get fed. Sit down and listen to the word of God. You can't be in your prayer closet all day. You can pray everywhere. We're supposed to pray without ceasing. So, I, you know, but you got to have a soundness of mind. You got mm -hmm. man, sound. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You can't be everywhere. And you can't be going to every prophetic. Ooh. <laughs> because I hate to see people hurt. I, I, it, it really grieves my heart when you have people having you pay for prayer or pay for, you know, the word is free, man. I don't have to pay for the word of God. You know, and we're so busy running around, give me a word. I remember I had a dream about that. And it was like, what in the world? You know, being at the altar in itself, the altar is a place of, of renewal, of repentance. You know, um, if your church not having altar calls, that's a problem. Hey, oh gosh, that's a problem because you know we where who where's the repentance or the acceptance or somebody needs if they're not doing altar calls like to accept Jesus. Like that's a problem. I that's man. <laughs> you need to run. You need to exit stage left. If your church not having altar calls, like what what is going on with that? All of those are red flags. You what know? are some other red flags of not just churches, but you know, in this online world, we're exposed oh. to so many more ministries. <laughs> and than ever before so what are some red flags that people can identify to know that this space may be a wolf in sheep's clothing i say watch the fruit i, I always say watch the fruit um like that is big um oh asking to sow a seed on clubhouse every day girl Child, pay, listen, let me, let me free, let me free y'all. Let me give y'all, this is an insider, okay? If you pay your tithes, you'll be okay. <laughs> you'll be okay, then give an offering. You'll be safe, safe. <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, and I mean, it's amazing to me because at first it was like a couple platforms on social media. Now you got like so many. So, and I'm not, don't get me wrong. Let me back that up a little bit. 
yes, there are times when the Lord will tell you to sow a, a, a special seed. That can be, but it's not all the time. It's not all the time. It's not all the time. It's not. So, you know, you have to know when God is speaking to you. But if somebody, let me give you an example. Because I told you I've been saved a long time. I said, don't come for me, all right? So if somebody telling you, I'm going there because I've heard it. <laughs> if you have $100 anywhere on your person and you don't give it, you're out of order. If you had that $20 seed and you hold it back. <laughs> but if I give it to you grudgingly, and I'm, and I'm, I'm still out of order with the word, right? If I give it to you grudging, if I give grudgingly, <laughs> then I'm already out of order. But now you're going to manipulate me to get the $20 off of me or the $100. Lord, help us. Help us, God. Help us. Ah, God, help us not to have itching ears. Listen, you all need to ask the Lord. You need to say, God, is this? Come on, Della. Oh, I forgot. I can't do that. <laughs> Keep going. It's called, it's called discernment. Listen, it's okay. What if you, what, what if God, let me, let me, let's put it this way. Cause I want, I want you guys to get it both ways. Right? So what if the Lord is impressing that $20 upon your heart, but you still uh, like, I don't know. So you telling me if I go home and just think about it and then cash up it later, maybe you need to sit on it. Maybe you just need to wait. God, is this what you want me to do? Wait for God to give you that light, that green light to go. You know, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You got to know when there's an urgent, you, I, I, wanna, I feel like I'm in person, but you all know when there's been an urgency in your spirit to do something, right? Come on, y'all. I'm raising my own hand. I'm talking. Let me talk about me. I ain't going to talk about you. But you know when there's been an urgency or the Lord is prompting you, I need to do this. I don't mind sharing this because it's Tatum. God has told me to sow into Tatum. You know, sow into our life. So it's, it, listen. Did y'all hear what I said? I said, I sold into her. So it's not about me being the prophet. And yes, miracles always happen with prophets. But I, I, we're not, we, I want to talk the sound doctrine part. Because yes, miracles do happen. Yes, there are doors and things that can be released in your life. Yes, yes, absolutely yes. Absolutely Absolutely, that miracle signs and wonders take place when prophets are around. Yes, God can open financial doors. He can do those things. 
But the, that's not the only miracle that he did was financial stuff. He made provision. There was provision. When Jesus, he was operating as a prophet when he took the two fish and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000. That was multiplication, people. That was a miracle. It wasn't, it wasn't monetary, but things were, provision was made. When he showed up and turned the water into wine, it was provision made. Vats burst open. Yes, they do. When a lot, when they, when um, when he, when he sent his word and healed, healed the, uh, I don't know if I want to call the wrong one. I don't want to say it wrong, but he, he said the, the soldier told him, God, if you just speak your word, I know my, my child will be healed because I know, I know authority. You can look throughout scripture where dry bones, dead bones, people came back to life. People have been healed. Miracle signs and wonders take place in the prophetic. Yes, they do. But you don't have to pay me for your healing. You don't have to pay me for your deliverance. Good God from Zion. Say what? <laughs> That's like people paying themselves, paying, paying. I thought it was a centurion, but I didn't want to say it wrong. Thank you. Listen, it's okay. Like I just did. Hey. It's cool if I don't remember exactly where it is, but I know what I'm talking about. You don't pay for healing or deliverance. Why am I paying? You can't find that in scripture, people. It's not there. Give me $200 and you'll be healed. Excuse me? Are right, You're a psychic. And I don't want you touching me, first and foremost, that part. And don't be so quick. Listen, sound doctrine. Scripture says to lay hands on no man suddenly. Don't let people just lay hands on you. If they don't know what they're doing, don't let them lay hands on you. Come on. That's as Miss Cleo. They just got another name. They got too many of them for me now. Child, whatever that child, I forgot what they called. They got all kinds of stuff. Man, that sorcery and stuff is real, y'all. Sorcery, witchcraft, divination. They lying, doctors of devils, wolves in sheep clothing. It is all real. So you got to have, I'm not paying you for deliverance. I'm not. And don't call me at midnight to pray with me. See, you don't. <laughs> I can't with you. Don't call me. Don't call me at midnight talking about. Listen, y'all, it's some stuff out here. It's people out here who will mask themselves and 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 you know come as angel of light. They wear that's what it's Satan comes as an angel of light. 
There are familiar spirits. There are spirits that will come as if they know all about you. That is a spirit. But I'm not paying you for no deliverance. That's a seance. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. I want to talk about itching ears for a second because we use the terminology and I don't want it's in the Bible for one. So go look it up, y'all. But I think it's in. uh, I forgot. Second Timothy. Can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. So can you define it and then. Talk about how people could know that they have itching ears and how they can repent and um, reestablish themselves in places that are truly teaching them and uh, teaching sound doctrine. Because I don't want people, I want people to be able to identify, because that's something we've talked about a lot in this podcast, especially this year, is being able to identify things within yourself that gets you away from God so that you can eliminate that thing and get connected truly back to him, the one true living God. So how can people um, identify the characteristics of that and where do they go to get back in position? Um, It is second Timothy four and three um, for the time will come when they will not endure. Listen, y'all, because this is prophecy. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. People do not want to hear live holy. People are not going to want to hear that. They're not going to want to hear that. But having itching ears, they, they show heat to themselves. Teachers in accordance with their own lust. So I'm glad we read the scripture, Tatum, because... You you want what you want. And if you want what you want, it's nothing we can tell you anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I try to tell you. Or if I tell you to, to hey, don't do that. They're going to, we are there. We, we're already in that dispensation time, clearly. They don't want to hear, don't eat raw chicken. They want to eat the raw meat because it's it's the lust of their flesh. So you make me feel good when you, when you teach. So preach, pastor, preach. But the pastor rebuke you. Uh-oh, wait a minute. <laughs> What just happened? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You don't want order. You like rebellion. So it's going to be hard for somebody who's already lawless. Because your heart already hard. Can't nobody tell you nothing. The police, the laws of the land can't tell you nothing. 
Can't nobody tell you nothing. You're going to do it your way. But we all know that the end of that road is destruction. So you keep on going. Some people are offended, but some people are not offended. They just want to do, they hard, they are so, that's why God has always did. I remember uh, God shared with me, he said, you're going to see holes in people's hearts, but to continue to love. Because people have so many holes or their hearts are so hardened. Yeah, that's good. Emotionally, they don't, it's all about how I feel. I just feel this way. And if you're a female coach, y'all better stop lying to yourselves. <laughs> you better get some resolve about you. Glory to God. You better get some resolve about you. But then you got a word. You see what I'm saying? How? I don't want to hear you and you lawless. I don't want to hear you and you out of order. So if you have itchy ears, give me a word. Give me a word. Everybody wants a word, but don't nobody want to sit down and read the word. It's a lot of them in there. <laughs> so here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If you got itchy ears, you already got a problem. You better sit with God and meditate on his word day and night. You want a word about where you going? Or what's next? See, we don't, we don't like, boy, I tell, I, I'm coming through today. I'm coming through with a plow, <laughs> with a bulldozer. You don't want to read the word of God? The holy, sacred word of God that will keep your very soul? You already got problems. You got 99 problems and another one. But you hopping around from this thing to this thing. You hopping in this chat. You hopping in this. You, you just hop, 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 hop. You, I tell you, you don't, I, I tell you that you do not have a relationship with God. You don't have a relationship with God. You might even have a form of godliness. Because, mm, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> Oh, Lord. Because I see somebody sitting in their long skirt. Mm. But you quick to lift it. I see you sitting in your long skirt, but you self-righteous. Oh, Lord. Mm. I'm out of water. Oh, Lord. Listen. <laughs> Do not have itching ears, people. Don't get caught up in things that will make you miss heaven. 
Glory to God. Don't listen to me. Don't get caught up. Even if that word is for you. You telling me the word won't find you again? You telling me God won't confirm his word? Mm. Then you serving a different God than me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Be patient. Get to know God and his word. Get to know him. You're not going to know him if you don't know his word. Sit with him. Sup with him. Turn your plate over. Glory to God consecrate yourself so you can hear him louder and louder yes lord hallelujah so you can know without of a shadow of a doubt it's you god hallelujah even when you're in a hard place god i know it's you speaking to me glory to god hallelujah even when you're in a valley glory to god you'll know it's you oh hallelujah god i know it's you talking to me even in the valley I know it's you. God, I'm at a hard place, but I know it's you. Hallelujah. God, I can run in and be safe. You're a strong tower. See, that's when you got to know who he is. Mm -hmm. Thank you for hiding me under your fat feathers. Hallelujah. Thank you for being my shield and my buckler. Glory to God. That's when you have to know what you know, people of people. I want to say people of God, but people. That's when you have to know. Through and by the spirit of God. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing soul and asunder. Hallelujah. The word should cut you. The word should make your flesh uncomfortable. Yes, Lord. It should make you want to do right. Hallelujah. It should make you want to live right. Hallelujah. Let his, let his dying be in vain. Hallelujah. It should make you want to change your life. It should make you want to put down the bottle. Good God from Zion. It should make you want to leave that relationship that God told you to get out of two years ago. The word of God is powerful. And he's still changing lives through and by his word. He is still changing lives. God is saying, I am still real. And I know they messed you over. But I'm still real and you still going to have to give an account to me. Hallelujah. So get it together. Because he didn't leave you. You left him. Don't leave God because of some demon or somebody who's trying to get you off. You don't leave God. 
Don't let them make you leave God. Don't make them let you bust hell wide open because of their disobedience. You better get it, get it right with God. And if you did have itchy ears, just repent. God, hallelujah. God created me a clean heart, God. Teach me your ways, God. Hallelujah. Teach me, God. Teach me your ways. And if it's not lining up with you, God, then I don't want it. Show me. Show me where I'm wrong. Show me where I'm wrong, God. Help me get back in line with you. Because I want to see you face to face. If you blow it, you blow it, but you get back on track with God. And don't you let nobody, not a devil in hell, nobody make you think that you, you can't get back with God, but you better get back with him. What better time than the time you hear this podcast than to get your life right with God? Oh, I'm coming for a soul today. What better day than today than to get back on track with God? If you don't know him, then I, 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 I am giving you an opportunity and asking you to accept him. If you do know him and you got off and you're a prodigal, I beseech you to get back in right standing with the Lord. If you're that backslider. But don't listen. None of us are getting away from him. You may think you are, but you know you're not. And I pray that you, the day you hear his voice, that you don't harden your heart. Whatever state you're in. If you reprobate mine, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. If you're a wolf in sheep clothing or a doctrine of a devil, I'm not talking to you. But if you know, you know, you know. See, why do we sit there and now I'm not talking about if you've been bewitched or you just so full of pride. Don't I, you you see you're already excluded. You don't count. You're wicked or you you I'm not talking to you. So we don't have to worry about that 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 category. I'm talking about the talking about us who know we know that God is talking to us, but we keep ignoring them. Even with the small signs like we talked about in episode one. 
Well, it's like, God, I know you telling me. I know this God talking to me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because every one of us that had that experience, well, let me say me and Tatum. I can't talk about everybody else on here because I don't know everybody else or who might listen. I knew God was talking to me. He was like, you better get your life together. You're going to die. This, this is God talking to me. You better get it together. You, you can't keep living like this. You keep living like this, which I'm a, you going to die. I knew I was going to die. I, you all have heard me. Well, not everybody. I knew if I did not give my life to the Lord, I would not even be here today. I am speaking for me. I know that I would be dead because of the road that I was traveling on in my own way, my own lust of my own flesh. I know that I would have been dead. I am speaking for me. Get back in right standing with the Lord. If you're that backslider. But don't listen. None of us are getting away from him. You may think you are, but you know you're not. And I pray that you, the day you hear his voice, that you don't harden your heart. Whatever state you're in. If you reprobate mine, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. If you're a wolf in sheep clothing or a doctrine of a devil, I'm not talking to you. But if you know, you know, you know. See, why do we sit there and now I'm not talking about if you've been bewitched or you just so full of pride. Don't uh, you you see you're already excluded. You don't count. You're wicked or you you I'm not talking to you. So we don't have to worry about that 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 category. I'm talking about the talking about us who know we know that God is talking to us, but we keep ignoring them. Even with the small signs like we talked about in episode one. It's like, God, I know you telling me. I know this God talking to me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because every one of us that had that experience, well, let me say me and Tatum. I can't talk about everybody else on here because I don't know everybody else or who might listen. I knew God was talking to me. He was like, you better get your life together. You're going to die. This, this is God talking to me. You better get it together. You, you can't keep living like this. 
if I can't live it, I'm going to put the title down because I'm not going to have people following me and be responsible as a leader for them going to hell or busting, messing up their lives. I am not. I don't care what exegesis you know. I don't care what title you think you got. I don't care how many times you can quote the scriptures. I don't care if you can say it in three different forms. King James, New James, New King James. I don't care what you think you know. I don't care if you think you'd been, been you 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 graduated with honors from Bible college. Whatever you think you got going on, if it supersedes the pure, unadulterated word of God, you're in error. You're in error. And if you're a leader in an error, you're in, you in more trouble because he holds fivefold ministry in a higher regard. So you're in real trouble. You know how kids be like, ooh, <laughs> mm -hmm. Ooh, God gonna get you. He sure is. I'm gonna tell you today. Ooh, God gonna get you. Because you led them people astray. Instead of just saying, I got some stuff to work out. Mm hmm. I don't know right now. Let's sit with it. Let's pray about it and then let's get back to it. Or how about let's fast and get back to it. No, because that's going to cost you something. And you want something for nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that you touched on that because when we started this conversation about leaders, I talked about my heart going out to people who have been victim. And I want to be clear that victimhood doesn't excuse you of the responsibility to get back connected with God. Because usually you end up with itching ears because you skip steps like we talked about in the last episode. You don't know the word, so you jump, you try to get a word everywhere when Literally, you open your Bible and all the words you need is right then and there. But because you haven't taken the time to truly build that relationship, it makes you more vulnerable and susceptible to false teaching. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you touched on that because I can't emphasize enough on this podcast the importance of knowing God for yourself. And I believe it irritates me so bad because I am so grateful that God allowed me to cultivate my relationship with him, with my Bible and the Holy Spirit. I don't care what church I'm at. <laughs> I'm going to know if you lying. I know what this book say. If I need to, to refresh my memory, I'm going to go back. If I feel that God has left, I'm going to go speak, speak to him myself. There's no middleman. I don't have to give you, you know, money for a word. Jesus paid the price. Pentecost, I got the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I don't, there don't need to be any, any middleman between, but 
I'm so passionate about it because I want people to understand that there should be no excuses that alleviate you from getting a relationship with God for yourself. Because it's this trend I see with a lot of teaching where people, I, I think, I, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I came across like a video that irritated me where somebody had asked a question about, um, you know, the person said that they were trying to find God and they asked the host, you know, how do I find God? And the host was like, you look within yourself. And I'm like, hold up. I don't go to me to find God. I go to God to find me. How can you, that's a good point though, because let's talk about that for somebody who else may say that. Mm-hmm. How are you going to go to the thing that was created to find out about God? God created you. And again, that takes me back, sweetheart, to the word. Because you're saying, look within yourself. If That's just blasphemous because that's some, that's that, you know, what is that? What what is that called? It's not even new age. It's old to me because at this point, everything's new. You know, all of that goes yeah. together. It may have been new in that age, but the age we in, it ain't new. It's just, you know, they call we you know, the term is new age, but it's all divination. It really yeah. is. You can't look within yourself. You can't find if you wouldn't be asking the question, that person would not be asking the question. Now the person who answered them was stupid. That was stupid. That was Mm -hmm. stupid. I said it. I said it. I didn't say anything else, but that was stupid. (laughs) Because it was stupid. How am I going to look? Clearly, I'm looking for something. I'm searching for something greater than myself. No, I am not talking. Y'all don't play with me. Don't play with me. I am talking about Jesus. That's what you're missing. Mm-hmm. You can keep searching. You can keep searching. You ain't going to find it. You are not going to find anything outside of Jesus. You might find some stuff. You might hear some stuff, but it ain't the truth. Mm-hmm. He is still the one true and living God. He is still the one true and living God. And if you don't believe me now, when he comes the second time and that, and he comes through them, through them clouds. Yes. He's coming that way. (laughs) Yeah. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. When he comes and he returns, your knee going to bow anyway because you're going to be like, surely, is this the Lord they were talking about who cracked the sky? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's him. Every knee going to bow. Whoa. Woo. It's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. So don't look within yourself. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. However, it's coming. Through some lion spirit, somebody who's lost themselves. Mm-hmm. Some people just lost themselves. They don't know. They don't have no answer. 
So they want you to look within your look within yourself. If you had the power to save yourself, you wouldn't be looking. Mm-hmm. But that's the dangerous teaching. Even when I read books, and we talked about this about when I was writing my book, I said I hate that a lot of messages. Um, and this is why I, it'd be me, the Holy Spirit in my Bible. I ain't got time for all of this. Because I'm constantly nailing myself to the cross, getting myself, God, help me, because she needs you. So mm-hmm. I don't have time for that extra stuff. <laughs> Too much responsibility on my own. Amen. To make, but that's good. Tatum. It's too much of like, this is my opinion or my takeaway, my thought, what I'm trying to encourage you to do. This is my message. Now, let me find a bit of a scripture out of context to add to support my message. So now you have a body of believers who are biblically illiterate, but they sold on you. But they don't know the word. The the the. I want to speak to the leaders in that regard. When somebody is sold on you, you better be really making sure that <laughs> you do a, you you really are studying to show yourself approved. Yeah. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, mm-hmm. right? You see, see, there's there's account there's a, therein again lies the accountability of being a leader. You have to study to show yourself approved. A workman that needed, you don't have to be ashamed. Just because somebody doesn't agree with the word doesn't mean you have to be ashamed if they don't agree or take the word of God for what it is. You know, because everybody not going to accept Jesus, y'all. They not. Mm Mm-hmm. It's plenty of people that's in hell right now that did not accept him. And there'll be plenty more that's not, not going to accept Jesus. They're just not going to do it. So, you know, what, what do you do? You dust your feet off, like scriptures say, and you keep going. Mm-hmm. Because somebody's going to accept him. But if we would just, if we would, if we would make sure that we are leading people to Christ. I think that's the biggest part right there. If we're leading people to Christ, you know, we we would be so much better. Yeah. <laughs> leading people to him. Hey, don't 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 get caught up in that's why I was saying about a prophet, but every leader should be leading you to Christ, pointing you back. Hey, if you don't understand something, go back to God, go back in your prayer time, go back and read again, or or just, you know, they should be admonishing that. I think, you know, that's a good way to stay humble. Yeah, (laughs) It's like, no, just, Hey, let's sit with it or whatever, you know, but just if we, if we could just, if we could just point you back to God first. Yeah. And that's something I think a lot of people who are here live right now and who are going to listen to this on the podcast as a leader, 
you have to make sure that you have accountability and that you're holding yourself accountable to sending, to living right yourself and to sending people back to Christ. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that people get off on Like, I don't think people intentionally get off all the time, right. but without having these tools in place to reel yourself back in, you can unintentionally become the same leaders that we're talking about. And whether you intended to or unintended to, you're still responsible for it. So you need to make sure that you have these things in place to where you're leading people back to God. Because some people, you want to help folks so bad, you put yourself in a position you don't want to be in. That's good. Because it's like, oh, I want to help you. I want to, oh, but it's this responsibility. I have to help you. And I have um, people who ask me questions a lot of times. And um, one person, she was like, like, how do you deal with the pressure of, you know, being in a certain position or having a following or whatever? And I'm like, what is their pressure? There's no pressure to me because I'm not the answer. I'm not the solution. Always I don't so. have to have a word for you. If I don't got it, I don't got it. <laughs> and I've had, and it's so easy to get off if you don't keep, keep yourself in check. I've had people come to events and be like, do you have a word for me? No. And don't you ever ask me that. Because if I did, I would tell you. But what you're not about to do is rub my head and try to get something from God out of me. Open your Bible. I ain't got nothing for you. Or people, his, I mean, there are people who've like written into the show. And um, I remember, I will never forget. It was one of the, I was proud of myself because I think it was a representation of all of what God had been doing into me up into that point, in me up into that point. But it's also something I never forget. Uh, because they had written in or messaged me or something about like a question. And I was like, or they kept asking me a question or something. I told them to pray about it. And that was my answer when I answered it. So then they messaged me back a few times and to the point where they got upset with me because they were like, yeah, you told me to pray about it, but I'm asking da, 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 da. And so I said on the podcast, listen, I, if I told you to pray and you're coming back to me after that, what else do we got to talk about? I already sent you where you needed to go. You're not going to come back to me and put me on a pedestal that I don't need to be on because you're inspired by me or my gift is something that moves you. I didn't give me my gift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so where better for me to send you than to the one who created me? Who created you? Who know your problems? I don't got the answer, Sway. Go back to the Lord. Yeah, people, you know, you know, and sometimes God will, you know, let me, not to what you would just, not that part, sweetheart, but uh, as, uh, you know, I love how you, let me, let me commend you honestly for that. I love how you've handled your platform concerning that because see but that's how you know and i've always told you this or shared that part with you that that's how you know god's hand is on it because it's like people are trying to look to you for an answer but if you told them to go pray like you said and you don't have anything else so now you what are you really do you have another question for me or are you what what do you you know like what what do you want because something's off with that. Mm -hmm. You know, something is off with that. You're looking for something. Why you just didn't ask me the question? 
but you're looking for something. It's putting me it the root of it is. Yeah. You don't know God for yourself. So you're trying to come to me. And that's not my responsibility to beat mm-hmm. your God. And I'm yeah. not gonna let you do that to me or put me in a position right. that I'm not supposed to be in. But leaders, and again, like I want to emphasize that a lot of people, you may not intentionally make yourself an idol or create platforms that worship you, but people will try to do that to you. Mm -hmm. And you have to make sure that you remind people who you ain't (laughs) and you ain't God. Now, if you want to ask me about podcasting, I got you. You asking me anything about what God has to say. If he ain't tell me, I simply don't know. But again, as I'm saying that because there are leaders who listen to the show who are going to listen to this live, you have to hold yourself account. You can't let people put you in these positions because that blood is going to be on your hands still, whether you meant to or not, you did it. Yeah, that's good because I've, I've, and let me, that is excellent because I've had dreams of leaders. Like I remember I had this one dream. It's not funny, but I just be like, people just wicked. So at some point you just be like, wow. And that's what I want to say to prophets, you know, really put a plug real quick. Listen, I know it grieves your heart because it grieves God's heart, but don't let it destroy who you are. You know, like don't like Mo, like when Moses came off the mount, right? He had just went up to uh with the Ten Commandments, come down with this holy thing. Moses' whole head and turned white, y'all. And Moses comes back, and the people are worshiping like false gods, like straight up got temples, idols going. They got like goats, golden calves, they got like all of this going. And Moses was so upset that he broke something sacred to God, which was the tablets, right? And so Moses broke the tablets and then God was like, no, you're not going to the promised land. Like, no, you're coming home with me, you know? And and I know it grieved Moses. It does grieve our heart. Like even when you were talking about that earlier, but um, don't let let it... uh, destroy who you are mm-hmm. your soul don't let it destroy your soul maybe I'll, I'll say it like that um don't let it destroy your soul um back to the dream um i had a dream and this place like <laughs> everything was black in this church the whole yeah okay colors means things you know i've talked about this colors mean things so black is not good in the dream so um everything was black in this dream and the leaders were on the stage. The leaders were, let me say this. Okay, they're not leaders for real, but they they so-called pastors. I'll leave it there. I'll just leave it there. And so they were on the stage and like somebody was doing photography and they were like, it was like a concert. They were like, oh, oh, like, like, you know how they do at concerts? Like, that's that idol worship, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you might, like, when people used to go see Michael Jackson, they'd be passing out, like, because he'd walk past them or touch them. Like, are you kidding me? You're going to pass out because somebody walked past you. I can't. But anyway, so the people were like, oh, oh, 
felt like they were going off. And so it's a couple. So the the wife was acting like she loved the husband, which she don't love him. It's, that's a whole lie. It was like all the facade. So he, he comes off the stage and like, I think somebody literally like passed out because he came down there. Cause they were so like excited. Like it, it, they have put, made them superstars like in their eyes. So, um, they were just like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, literally this is a church. Well, wait, an edifice. <laughs> it's no, it's not a church. God been left. But anyway, and then in the back, uh, the the people that worked in the youth department were um y'all know the um the the backdrops that mm-hmm. people take pictures behind mm-hmm. I mean in front of or whatever the whole thing was black leather Gucci so of course that means you know mammon they 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 everything is is got to be about it's all about money pretty much it's all about money you know God's not there it's just a building y'all and i mean i've had dreams of these places crumbling um but uh, that one in particular but you know that idol worship and like tatum is saying don't idolize anybody the only you you shouldn't god tells us to have no other gods before him whoever because you can make your now let me be clear you can make people your god you can make money your god you can make your car your God. You can make your children your God. You can make your husband your God. Hello. Your business. Your business, your house. You can, whatever you want, you can make things your God. It's for some, some nuts. They done made themselves God. So, yeah. So don't, don't have idols. Don't have idols. Don't have idols. Just don't have idols. So. It was one thing kind of related, but kind of not that I wanted to ask um, going back to profits. I've talked to a lot of people who've been in a situation where they were like, this person prophesied this to me. So. Mm. And I think that there's a, a gap and really understanding that even when you get a word from a prophet that you still take it back to God, you have to mm-hmm. validate that word mm-hmm. and that comes through the Holy Spirit. So can you talk about, just give people some practical things to, I heard this word or it was prophesied over me this, now it's time to do what? Because I think again, skipping steps, God told me I was going to be a, a uh, I was going to have a million dollar business. So I just started doing stuff <laughs> and I'm mad because I ain't got a million yet. Like, what are those steps? Um, That's loaded, but I'm going to answer it. Um, first, let me say this. One thing, uh, prophecy can be contingent. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Prophecy can be contingent, okay? Like with Hezekiah, um, Hezekiah repented, God added years to his life, right? Um, When, let me say it from, because I can speak to this. When we speak things, 
some things are some things are coming okay some things are coming some things are coming some things are warnings hello so some things are contingent on your obedience and we see this through scripture let let's i want to i always got to go back to the word right because with Abraham, when God was, God was, when God told Abraham, now I'm not talking about y'all. Lord, I got, I got to, I gotta, I can't use proper English with that. I got to be specific with this. Do y'all hear what I said? I said, Abraham, I am not saying you. And God told Abraham to sacrifice his son. He went up, right? But God was testing Abraham's obedience. I am, and God had a ram in the bush. Okay? I said, Abraham. I just need that to see. <laughs> and listen, with prophecy, you have your part to play in it. But it depends on what the prophecy is. See, I can't broaden that. I can't make that like this because it depends on what the prophecy is. Let me give an example because I like to talk about me because then that way I don't have to talk about you. So I'm going to give my example. All right. One, when I met my husband or when I met him, when I knew when the Lord was telling me he was my husband. I ain't going into that story. If y'all ever been in Daughters of King, you go back and hear that story. That John is hilarious. But nevertheless, I knew he had a call on his life. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Because I got my life together, y'all. It's not because I got my life together that my husband had a call. Let me be clear. Because some people will mix that stuff up. I'm just saying I got my life together and the Lord had plans for me. God has plans for you, but you have to choose his way. Okay, that part. All right. So I knew my husband had a call on his life when I met him. Okay. During a service, he was prophesied to that he was going to preach the gospel. I already knew it and it was confirmed, okay? And he knew, but he was, the good pastor was like, because, but I respect him for that because when you are being called into an office, pastor, leader, right? That accountability, it's heavy. So he was prophesied to when we were, engaged we weren't no we weren't even engaged we were we were were we engaged yeah i think but he even told him because my husband had asked the lord was i the right one see these are the real questions you better be asking the lord y'all i'm trying to don't set yourselves up so he asked god and the prophet confirmed it. he said yes god says you have the right one 
talking about me. I'm not saying it because me. Well, I am saying it because that's my boo. <laughs> I'm blushing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh Lord, I love me some Virgil Lofty. I said his whole name on the podcast. Oh, sorry, y'all. I had a moment. Tay, come don't back. Look at me like that. Oh, okay, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back for real, y'all. So anyway. Mm. Hey, <laughs> come back. I'm come back. back. Give me a second. Lord have mercy. I'm coming back. I'm getting hot and everything. Woo! Okay. I'm back. All right. So, <laughs> um, I'm really back. Okay. So, I knew he had a call in his life. It was confirmed. And that was then. We go through, you know, we serve in ministry, we do all of this, and 2018, you know, so it's been like 20-something years, my husband got ordained, let me put it like this, he got ordained in 2020 as a pastor, we've been married for like 24 years, so that was 20-something years ago, hello, all the promises of God, that's why you should, that's another good thing. Thank you, Jesus. You should follow those who have obtained the promises of God through faith and patience. You want a good leader? Have they, have they obtained the promises of God through faith and patience? That's good. 20 years before this prophecy came. To, this is all throughout scripture. Everything is not instantaneous. Mm -hmm. There's the timing of God that is perfect. That is perfect. God's timing is perfect. Did y'all hear what I said? God's timing is perfect. I know, I know what he told you. I know he showed you. I know you got it written down. I know he put it in your heart. I'm talking to myself. Hallelujah. God's timing is perfect. He is perfect in all of his ways. And if you stay committed to God, yes, Lord, if you stay committed to him, he will perform that which he has spoken to you. That is the answer to that question. Because if you stay committed to the things of God and the word of God, he will perform that which he promised you. You don't have to do it on your own. Hallelujah. Then we wouldn't need him and it wouldn't be prophecy. Glory to God. But you don't have to do it on your own. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. You just got to keep walking with God. Yes. Hallelujah. You just got to keep walking with him. Come on, y'all. You just got to keep going with God. He'll do the rest. He'll perform it. He's able to perform that which he's spoken over your life. Thank God you ain't get there prematurely so you can wreck yourself and somebody else. Glory to God. 
thank God for his timing. So God, as long as I keep walking with you, I'm going to walk right into that promise. I'm going to walk right into that promise. I'm going to walk right into that promise. <laughs> we go, look, if you keep walking with God, you're going to walk into everything that he has for you. Hallelujah. You're going to, you're going to walk right into it. Why? Because I'm acquainted with your voice. I'm acquainted with your word. I'm going to keep going. And yes, we know that there are accounts of people like a Paul, a Saul turned Paul. I'm not, I'm, but that was prophetic in itself. God knew what he was doing with him. God is smarter than us, people. Once we realize that he's smarter than us, we're going to be all right. He knows what he's doing. He's smart. He's the only wise God. God, as long as if I keep walking with you, if I do have one mishap, but if I keep walking with you and if I stay, if I just, okay, get up, get up, get up. Come on, come on. Okay, oh, you messed up, get up. If I keep step with you, if I keep walking with you, oh, I'm going to walk right into what you have for me. God, here's a bump. Is that a wolf? Let me keep going. They weren't who they said they were, God. Let me keep going with you. Let me run on and see what the end's going to be. Y'all don't play with me. I'll throw some old, old saint stuff at you in a minute. Listen, let me run on and see what the end's going to be, God, with you. As I walk with you, you're developing patience in me. Faith and patience. Come on. Come on. So it's it's okay to, to wait on God. God, if this is the prophecy, keep the prophecies before you. Keep a book of them. I keep prophecies. There was one given about my son when he came out of my womb days, days, not even a couple days. I kept that prophecy. And the prophecy was for me to keep him immersed in prayer. Because of this. Because of what's on him. But in my, okay, so if I don't keep him immersed, then whose fault is it? You see what I'm saying? We have a part to play in, in the prophecy. Okay, God called you to be a prophet. Are you praying? God called you be, to be a pastor. Are you reading the word? God called me. God, okay, then do your part and let God be God. Let him get the glory out of your life. Let him get the glory. If you try to take the glory, then he can't get it. And you already had your reward. 
that's what you wanted. You wanted the title. You wanted the platform. You wanted somebody to acknowledge you. I'm not saying people shouldn't wreck, but what, what are you in this for? So prophecy can be contingent. If you're not obedient to the prophecy, then it's not on him. If Hezekiah wouldn't have repented, his life would at 15 years wouldn't have been added. If my because I, I still hate them religious demons. If my mother wouldn't have repented, God wouldn't have added mm, years to her life. Yes, Lord. He wouldn't have added years to my mom's life. I'm gonna bring it up to speed for you. And if Tanya Lofty wouldn't have got her life together, I, I wouldn't be here. So I'm going to give you Old and New Testament. I'm going to bring it home for you. So the prophecy can be contingent. And do you want the promises of God enough to submit yourself to the Lord and his will for your life? Because if you don't, it's not coming because you got to be submitted. It's not coming if you don't obey him. And everything, not just that area. Mm -hmm. I want my, do you want your ways to please him? I want my ways to please the Lord. Yes, you're going to have questions along the way. You may. Yes, you may. Yes, you may. I remember when, when, when I got, told me he was my husband that he hadn't, he hadn't come around yet. And I was like, I'm frustrated. I was like, God, this don't make sense. I was like, you know, what's going on? I know what you told me. Like, what is going on here? And I'll never forget my mom. She called, she, she came to me. She said, I know you're frustrated. <laughs> Man, I miss that lady. Lord Jesus. She said, I know you're frustrated. She said, but it's going to happen on this. He's going to, you're going to meet him this date. My mom said that, yes, prophecy can be that specific to a day and a time. I remember with uh, you, uh, Tatum, I said something about BJ. I won't say what it is on here, but I said something about his life. And someone else confirmed it in another service. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. That they saw that on his life. So mm -hmm. the confirmations will come through true people of God. They will come again and again. It's coming. Something you need to, you as a, if listen, if you have received a prophecy about having a call of any kind on your life, I just become cultivated. You understand? And go through the process so you don't blow it. Yeah. And I love how Pastor V at the beginning of this year, he was saying, you better know you hear from God. And he said, all of us have a platform in us. Mm -hmm. Your platform might not be this, 
but you have a platform to reach a soul. To reach somebody, the sphere that you're in, you have a platform within you. My ears are hot. Man, they hot. Okay. But let me speak to the prophet for a second because prophets, you will see that you hear things. Elijah saw, you know, prayed that Elisha see that there were more. So he saw horses and chariots of fire. You know, you may hear things. You may, I have, I have heard the horse's name, you know, so you may hear things. You, you can hear the abundance of rain. You know, there are things that you will hear prophetically. There are visions that you will have. You know, we still talk about how he was bruised for, that was the prophet, how he was bruised for iniquity, the chastise. Listen, that was a, was that Isaiah? That's Isaiah. Listen, prophet Isaiah was talking about it and we still use that scripture to this day. Look, it's things that are foretold for years to come. That's why New Testament, Old Testament, they go together. There's a correlation. But all the, and let me tell y'all something about prophecy. Every prophecy is not going to be fluffy. And it's not going to make you feel good. Oftentimes a prophecy is going to make you check yourself. Because you got the call on your life, but you need to sit down. Or maybe you need to be quiet. Maybe it's a season of consecration for you. So you got to know where you are and what God is saying to you. So prophecy is important. I'm never going to downplay prophecy because it is important. And we need to have direction for our lives. And some things, even in your relationship with God, God is going to, listen, God is going to bring some, uh, not, uh, I want to say bring someone. God will bring a prophet to you. To tell you. Amen. Because God wants you to know that he cares. And he's heard you. That's been some. I've I've shared that with some people. Hey. God said he heard you when you prayed. Because some people don't think God hear them. There's been some prophecy. I said what did you. What did you promise the Lord. And, and one young lady said I, that I would write a book. I said, it's better not to make a vow to God than to break it. See, see, that's that one that you ain't going to, you know. So what you, what, you know, do you really want prophecy? When God's trying to save your whole life, 
it's been ones where God will say, hey, don't go here. Come on, y'all. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Just go ahead and free yourself all the way today. Don't go to that whatever. Don't go there. So those are that's prophecy. And you got to know. You got to keep that flesh down. Because you know, y'all ain't never want to knock somebody out. Plenty of times. (laughs) I'm going to free y'all because I'm free enough to say I want to knock you out. Now, some of them I wanted to cast that devil out. <laughs> Come here, you need that devil cast, that demon cast. <laughs> I want you to tell people about the event. Oh, yeah. We covered a lot about the prophetic. We've been on here for two and a half hours. Because that's you. <laughs> that was you, it was not me. <laughs> okay. Because I probably talked about. 25 seconds. I'm playing. I know, but okay, we give you 25. But that's the point of interview. I ain't supposed to talk. I ask the questions and let you go. (laughs) Tell us about the event that you have coming up in October. So it's called, uh, it's Fire and Glory Prophetic Encounter. And this is something that the Lord has given me. And so, you know, because we need the fire of God to purify us and to cleanse us just to, 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 to be made whole. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, the fire can mean different things. You know, Jeremiah said it was fire shut up in his bones. So, but I want to talk about the fire of God. It will purify you. Glory to God. It will purify you. Hallelujah. And then in order to see the, the glory of God, you have to be purified. You know, when you look at Old Testament, the priest couldn't just come in any kind of way. The glory of God is not going to be revealed just anywhere. Amen. And so you want to be in a, and and I, I, I always say, I love your generation because so many of you are prophetic, you know, and have these, you know, you all want, really want God. Let me say it like that. You really want God, but to be introduced to the prophetic in a a way that's pure. Mm -hmm. You want the prophetic to be pure. Amen. And I, and, and so the, Oh man, I am so hot right now. So listen, the fire of God is real, but to see his glory, to see him reveal himself into you all to new in new ways. Amen. To know God in a closer relationship is a beautiful thing. It's a personal thing, but we're going to be um, coming together for this fire and glory prophetic encounter. Is I, I know world terms we say event, but there's some things you have to be a part of. Amen. And so I'm honored that we're able to uh, have this event um, in October, October the 15th. Now I love women. So I love wisdom. Y'all know I love to talk about wisdom. I don't like silly women because silly women 
you silly and something's wrong, you off. So I don't like silly women because it's not of the God, it's not all in scripture. Proverbs talk about silly women. All right. So I, I love women. I love you all. I love to see women um, growing in the things of God. I'm not one that everything has just got to be, you know, I want a balance. I want you to have a balance. Right. And so um, I would love, for, you know, we're going to have a plated lunch. I won't talk about everything we're going to be doing, but we're going to be wisdom. I have women who I know operate in wisdom in certain areas that we're going to be talking about areas that women deal with different areas from grief to widow, you know, to the widow, to the, someone's in grief, singleness, how to walk out your singleness. Hello. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, even uh, to be a wife, listen, we need wisdom and man, it's nothing like a woman with wisdom, godly wisdom. You know, you want wisdom and you want it where it's healthy, where you know you're going to grow from it, you know, and, and that you're going to be able to take something away. Yes, the, to be purified in the glory of God, that be revealed in your life and also how to walk this life out. Amen. How to walk life out. And because, um, you know, uh, Daughters of the King, we've been doing this for like, I've been going, I don't know now, maybe two years. It, it used to be Sister's Day with Tanya, but then it was, I changed the name to Daughters of the King. But, you know, we've created such a a, a love and, you know, listen, they're, they're brother, we got brothers, I mean, sisters in Christ all around the world. And so to be able to come together when I've, we've been, listen, some of y'all don't prophesied to each other on the lives, encouraged each other on the lives, prayed for each other on the lives. So to come together, to me, it's like a big family reunion. Y'all know I love people. Like I be, I just be wanting to have people together all the time, but um, it's going to be like a big family reunion <laughs> because it's like, oh, that's really you. It's different when you see somebody in person. You know, it's more tangible. So I, I, we have a lot of things lined up. I have women of God that are going to speak into your lives. Listen, I have women of God that are going to speak into your lives. Amen. The wisdom of God, insight, foresight of God to be what God has called you to be. I am big on that. Because it's not about, but a safe space that you all can encounter God. If you have never experienced the prophetic, you may want to come. Amen. Oh, if you have never experienced the prophetic, I prom I, I'm, I'm not going to promise you. I don't have to because God is there. I'm just saying you want to experience the prophetic. You, you will want to be there. That, that's what I can say. You would want to be there. And so I'm so um, excited about this um, because it's, it's one day. It's a packed day, you all. But I promise you, you're going to be so full. You're going to have enough meat to sustain you and the fullness of God. Some of you are going to walk away with a new zeal and love for God like you've never had before. 
you know, you're going to want and hunger and thirst after him more and more. And so that's what this is for. And God, this is a time, you know, a great time in, in the, in the body of Christ for, to, for the Lord to bring in a harvest. And so, you know, if you know somebody who needs God, don't know what to expect, you know, invite them. And I'm serious. Invite them, you know, invite them. If God has shared that with you to invite them, but I tell you, you don't want to, this, this, Tatum knows me. So she knows how I am, you know, and I'm like, I just say, God told me to do this, you know? So, um, and I, I'm so excited to be bringing such wisdom and, um, um, just God's glory. And just for you all to be, I I tell you, it's going to be, I don't really have enough words for it, but you know, when you've been touched by God, I'll say that. You will know when you've been touched by the Lord. And and this will be a place that is consecrated and holy. And and it's going to be, I'm so hot. I don't know what happened, but I'm burning up. I don't know. That's how you end up in the talking about it, but I'm hot as I don't know what. <laughs> well, make sure that you guys go to the kingdom advancing ministries.org to get your tickets.